All right, as we're turning to 1 Timothy chapter 6, looking at, well, let's just pick up at verse 11. And I'm going to ask you to read out loud with me <clears throat> verse 11 and 12 of 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let's read it together, please. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Amen? And the title of the message today is Fight the Good Fight of Faith. Fight the Good Fight of Faith. One of the first things that comes to mind is, or the question that arises is, who's supposed to be fighting this good fight of faith? We are. We are. The individual is expected to fight the good fight of faith. And it's interesting because on another occasion, Pastor Marlene mentioned to us without a shadow of a doubt, just what Mark 11.22 says. And let's go over there. You're going to walk through the holy pages today. So let's go to Mark 11.22. <coughs> Mark 11. Chapter 11, verse 22. And let's read it together, please. Uh, well, let's just read verse 22. Let's read. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Isn't that awesome? He tells us to have faith in God. And there are, have faith in God, have trust in Him, believe in Him, adhere to His Word. And I, 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 what's going through my mind at the moment is... Faith in God is not common nowadays. Did you understand what I'm saying? Faith in God is not common. I don't know if it's ever been common since the garden. But it's not common for people to believe in God. Do you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> it is common to hear people say they believe in God. But it is not common for people to believe in God. Did you hear what I said? Turn with me to John the 20th chapter. Let's look at a situation where uh, after the resurrection, Jesus had shown up in the presence of some of his disciples, John the 20th chapter. 
And Thomas, one of his disciples, wasn't there. And, of course, they told him, Thomas, Jesus showed up. We were in this room. Door was shut. And who passed through the door? <laughs> Jesus. And Thomas says, uh, well, let's pick up at verse 24. John chapter 20, beginning at verse 24. And we're going to read down. Oh, we'll read down to verse 29. All right? Let's begin to read. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Isn't that cool? Yes. Can you visualize that? The disciples are again in the room. Door shut. And Jesus, it says, stood in the midst. And then said, peace to you. Lord have mercy. Talking about bad. <laughs> then he said to Thomas. Now, you got to get this. Then he said to Thomas. Reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And the King James translation says, be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet have believed. Isn't that something? Now, first of all, Thomas, when he made that statement to the other disciples, as far as Thomas knew, Jesus wasn't present. Did you get that? Yes. When Thomas said earlier in that passage we just read, when they told him, we just saw, we've seen the Lord. Right? Yes. In verse 23. And then... So he said to them, that is Thomas said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. But when Thomas said that, Jesus was not present. <coughs> was he? As far as we know, he wasn't there. 
Eight days later, disciples gathered. Thomas happened to be there this time. Jesus shows up in the midst and says, Peace to you. And then he says to Thomas, Thomas, reach your finger here. And you, you know the rest of it. But think about it. Thomas made some statements. And they were statements, really, of unbelief. Because he said, unless I can do touch it and do this, that, and the other, I won't believe it. I won't believe it. You get the picture. Right. Touch my side, touch my hand, or touch his hand and touch his side. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe I will not believe. So he already didn't believe when he made the statement. You get the picture. And Jesus, as far as we know, wasn't there. But when Jesus showed up eight days later, after he said, peace be unto you, he addressed Thomas's unbelief. That's right. Yes. Wow. Yes. Isn't that awesome? Yes. And he didn't necessarily say, Thomas, I heard you say it uh, last <coughs> week. Such and such, such and such. But it was like Jesus was there. Yes. Wow. Yes. And time didn't matter. That's right. You get the picture. You're going to yes. see the connect in a few minutes. Yes. How many times have we made some statements? Oh, yes. Hmm. Well, you know, if such and such doesn't happen, you know, I ain't going to believe, you know. Well, don't you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. But you don't know what I'm going through. And unless such and such a thing happen, you know, because I need this by such and such a time, and if it doesn't happen... You know, my faith going to be shaken. Wow. I know nobody's been there, right? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But do you know what it lets us know with this little incident here? Though you don't see him. Come on, Pat. Did you get it? Oh, yeah. Though you may think that only the folks you see are in the room. Did you get the picture? God is present. And he hears your great declaration of unbelief. Isn't that awesome? But notice... He didn't come down on Thomas's case. He first addressed what Thomas said he needed to confirm his faith. Did you see what I'm saying? He first addressed what Thomas needed to confirm his faith. Touch my side, Thomas. Touch my hands. And then he said to him, do not be faithless, mm -hmm. 
And he's still saying that today. Don't be faithless, but believe. And, and then he says, well, you know, Thomas at that point, you know, my Lord and my God. I mean, come on, Thomas. Thomas had this great revelation. My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you've seen me, you have believed. And I believe Jesus wasn't excited because Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You would think he would say, oh, yeah, that's me. You, you, yeah, I'm here. Your Lord and your God. I'm right in front of you. He just said, Thomas, because you've seen me, you have believed. So, we often say, uh, seeing is believing. And then we counter that by saying, well, if you see it, you don't have to have faith for it. Isn't that sort of contradictory? Because here Jesus says, Thomas, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Yes. So sometimes seeing is believing. But what Jesus is trying to get Thomas to understand, and us as well, you don't have to see it yes. to believe it. Amen. All right. Amen. Yes, seeing can be believing. For instance, when you're in a <coughs> service and the power of God is moving, and the man or woman of God uh, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, um, a healing takes place. Now, the first thing you're going to do is stand there, or sit there and say, or stand, if everybody's standing or whatever, but you're going to look at that situation and say, now, is that for real? Now, if I've known the person, then, and I see them healed, then I really believe that this was a miracle of God. But if it's somebody I don't know, the first thing going to cross my mind is, this is a setup. Yeah. Come on now, be for real. Yeah. The first thing cross your mind is that these folks are all set up and they got somebody over here and somebody over there and you know they got them kind of way they go... You know, point this one out and point that one out. And so when they come down, well, you know, I had such and such as when I came in, and now I'm just healed. Pray, come on! Everybody just fall out, you know. <laughs> and you sit back there in the cut, looking and saying, mm -hmm. "Yeah, I know this is a setup." <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? However, when somebody you know. And you've known for a while. And you know their condition. And they show up at the meeting. And they get healed. What does that do for you? Do you understand what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you saw it. And you believe. Wow. 
Because I know John. And this wasn't a setup. So I believe. So seeing is believing. But when you don't see it, will you believe? Wow. When the word of God goes forward, you don't see it. But will you believe it? Because the word can change your life. If you believe it. But I can't see it. But when it enters you, why? Because it's spirit. And so when that word that is spirit enters you, it's doing a work in you. Why? Because the word is seed. And it will accomplish what God desires it to do. Isn't that awesome? So it is being developed in you. Even when you can't see it. Isn't that something? And oftentimes, it's accomplishing something in you when you don't even believe it. Did you hear what I'm saying? Let me give you an illustration. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, Mary, you know, I'll use you just for an example, okay? You know, we just hey, everybody's family, so it's okay. <laughs> but let's just say, Mary, that you're in a setting and you happen to hear Tina and Pat in a conversation. And let's say Tina is a buyer for Berto. 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 I'm sorry. Berdines. Berdines? No, 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 not Berdines. No, no. I'm talking about Fifth Avenue. Not Paul. Berto. I'm talking about the Berto. The Berto. The one on Fifth Avenue. We're going to put you there, right? Okay. And let's say that Tina's a buyer for them, and she's talking to Pat. And Pat says, I mean, Tina, uh, Pat says to Tina, well, Tina, girl, I understand you just came back from Paris now. Uh, what is this color for this season coming? And Tina says, well, I tell you, red is the color. Pat, red is the color. Now, you happen to be in earshot of this conversation. They weren't talking to you, but you were in earshot. So you're going to go shopping. <coughs> Let me ask you, the dress you're looking for, what color do you think you're looking for? Red. What do you <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
All day long. She gonna look for that red dress. Now, prior to that conversation that took place that she wasn't supposed to be a part of, she may have been looking for a blue dress, yellow dress, green dress, you know, whatever, buy some shoes or whatever. But because she know, she heard that this season's color is red, she going for red. So the word she heard entered her and started to develop to the point that when she was getting ready to act that word produced get a red dress did you understand what I'm saying Now, she may not, somebody may say, well, I don't have nothing to do with believing. Season comes. Fashion magazines come out. The color for this season is red. She says, hmm, well, now I really believe. I mean, I heard what they said, but now I had confirmation that the color for the season is red. So I believe it now. Did you see the connect? But when God's word goes forward and it says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Are you getting it? Yes. And that word is in you. And the circumstances say, not so. Why is it not so? Because I don't see it. Blessed are those who don't see it and yet believe. So you begin to say, God, based on your word, because you see, I believe you. I have faith in you, God. And so God, the word says, if I diligently seek you, you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. But right before that, you said, those who come to you must believe that you are. So God, I believe that you are. And I believe you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And because I diligently seek you, and my situation says, 
I'm not healed. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes. My situation that I see says I'm not healed. But your word says yes. Yes, by the stripes of Jesus you were healed. I decided, Father, I'm going to lock on to your word. Yes, and though I don't see the outward manifestation, I'm going to stand flat-footed and say, I believe I receive my healing. You got a doctor's appointment coming up. What you going to do? You going to the doctor or you going to stay and believe it? I'm going to the doctor and I still stand and believe it. Amen. Amen. It's not a if or. My going to the doctor doesn't change that I believe. Amen. I receive my healing. That's right. It doesn't change my faith in God. That's right. And in his word. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Somebody may say, well, why are you going to the doctor? Because I have an appointment. <laughs> well, you shouldn't go if you really believe God. Wait a minute. First of all, I believe God. And I believe he has a plan and purpose for my life. I believe that. But he also has given me a will. And he also says that I can exercise my will. Amen. Amen. And I don't know whether or not God will use that doctor Come on now, Pastor. in the process Amen. of that manifestation. Oh, yes. So I'm not eliminating him. Do you understand what I'm yes. saying? Because I realize my source is God. Yes. Somebody says, well, that's not fair. You don't believe God? Well, let me ask them this. Do, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe he's your source? Yes. Why are you going to work? Why are you going to work? He's your source? Why are you going to work? Well, because I figure that God may use that employer as a way to get finances to me. Well, come on now. And you say you believe God. He's your source. And you're going to work. I just want you to understand. Keep believing God. Yes. Trusting in Him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And that doesn't negate your going to do what you were impressed of the Spirit of God to do. If the Spirit of God impresses you to go on to the hospital, go to the hospital. Amen. Believe God. Amen. Do you understand what I'm yes. saying?
I'm just so mindful. Um, Pastor Marlene, with the heart, murmur that she had, all the challenges with her heart. And back in 2007, even before then, but certainly by 2007, when she had a particular situation, and the doctor said to her, Ms. Lewis, uh, you really need to have this particular surgery, this open heart surgery. And she said, Doctor, I hear what you're saying. But I've got to hear from God. Amen. Okay? Time marched on. Three years later, she heard from God. She had to go in for something and said to the doctor, Doctor, I'm ready for the open heart surgery. Because I believe I heard from God. The doctor says, Miss Lewis, when we looked at your heart and the x-rays and all that stuff, the last time, three years ago, it was almost a touch-and-go situation, the stage that it was in now. So we have to do some tests and all of that to see, you know, if the condition has worsened, et cetera, et cetera. They came back with the report. We don't see any further. <laughs> the, you know, challenges than what we saw three years ago. Mm -hmm. Now come on. Mm -hmm. God. She stood believing God. God kept her. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I'm saying? Amen. And a lot of times when we're waiting on God, God hears us just like he heard Thomas. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Thomas wasn't aware that God heard him, but he did. So even when you're speaking to him, God I'm just waiting to hear from you on what I need to do in this situation. Come on, but I'm trusting you. Oh, yes. I'm believing in you. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting this good fight of faith. Mm -hmm. But I'm waiting for you mm -hmm. to speak to me yes, on what I need to do. Yes, in the middle of the wait, <coughs> God is still doing what he does best. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. he, you can be living from moment to moment and yet on that issue God could have an angel stop time. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I'm saying? Oh, yes. On that issue. Yes. You'll get it in a minute. Amen. You're still going through life. But on that issue, God has stopped the time clock. Come on now. Oh, yes. And then in the fullness of time, he'll speak a word to you. Oh, yes. About that issue. Oh, yes. And you almost pick up from where you left off. Come on now. On that issue. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Somebody may say, well, how can he do that? Because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And he's the one who made you. He's the one who created you. Isn't any light thing for him, any hard thing for him, to stop the time clock on that issue? While life is still going on for you. And in the fullness of his time, he picks up with you about that. And says, this is what I need you to do. And the doctor says, you know what? I don't see any further deterioration at all than what we saw three years ago. Did you get it? (coughs) Isn't God good, y'all? Yes, he is. And he's faithful. Even when you shuck and jive, God's faithful. And he says, fight the good fight of faith. Have faith in God. He's the one that we need to have faith in. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Because life has all kinds of situations and all kinds of things that come up. Mm-hmm. And we don't know all the ins and outs about everything. Mm-hmm. He does. So we gotta trust him yes. with our life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And he's more than able. If he can keep the sun. And the moon, Mm -hmm. and the stars, and the earth, and everything else going. Don't you think Mm -hmm. he can take care of you? Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. I read in our daily bread not too long ago about Voyager 1. I I don't know about Voyager 1. Mm -hmm. They launched in 1977. You may have read it in there. And 1977. And then in 1990, they launched it out in outer space. In 1990, it was approximately 6 billion miles away from the Earth. And they turned it. I don't know how they do it, but they turned it so it faced where Earth was. And Earth looked like a little dot on a landscape of blue. 1990. From 1977 to 1990. That's a lot of years. It is. Yes, it is. And they turned it to see the planet Earth. And it was a little speck on the landscape of blue. And guess what? You and I was on that little speck. So if that was a little speck, Lord have mercy. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. If the planet was a speck, (laughs) (laughs) and the God who spoke it into existence. Yes, yes, yes. 
is concerned about everything that concerns you. Lord have mercy. Did you get the picture? And all he says is, I have plans to prosper. I have plans to give you a hope in the future. All I ask you to do is have faith in me. Lord have mercy. And then he says, do what? In that same scripture, 1 Timothy 6, 12, and then he goes on the verse 13, and it says, and lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Isn't that what it said? And he told Jesus, let us in, in John 17, verse 3. He says, an eternal life is knowing you, God. You, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Eternal life is knowing you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Eternal life is, you'll get it in a minute. Eternal life is knowing. Isn't that what it said? Yes. John chapter 17, verse 3. That's what it says. Hallelujah. Yes. Eternal life is knowing you, God, the one true God, <coughs> and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. So what are you laying hold on? I'm laying hold on God. I'm laying hold on Jesus Christ. Who is the express image of God. Yes. I'm laying hold on it. Yes. In the midst of the situations. In the midst of all the circumstances. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. Well, how are you fighting it? I'm laying hold on. Mm -hmm. Eternal life. I'm laying hold on God. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Praise the Lord. <coughs> fight the good fight of faith. Thank you. Have faith Thank you. in God. Amen. 